We're in the new age of involuntary transparency. What does that mean? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking about the aftermath of the WikiLeaks revelations, and I'm talking with Cal Slemp, Managing Director with Protivity. Cal, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm great to be here. Thanks. Just to get us started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work at Protivity, please? Uh, sure. Uh, Protivity is an enterprise risk management organization, a global organization, and uh, with them I am responsible for our, our security and privacy services throughout the world. Well, Cal, we, we talked up front about WikiLeaks here, and I'd love to get your perspective on what the developments in recent weeks mean for today's businesses. And when I say businesses, I mean public and private sector organizations, and, and I want to include healthcare organizations as well because we speak to a lot of those. Yeah, uh, terrific. It has had uh, an incredible impact, um, and I know that you had used the word aftermath uh, earlier. I'm not sure that uh, this is something that you know has had a an end point to it. Um, the conversations that we're seeing going on with our clients really come into five things. They're, they're asking themselves, what information do they consider sensitive? You know, what could impact the the confidence their clients have with them, their revenue streams, or the reputation? And we're seeing a lot of refinement of that definition going on. Um, the second thing that we're seeing organizations go through is that um, they are ensuring uh, that the access or privileges to that sensitive information are being reviewed and uh, asking themselves whether uh, the controls that they have in place are adequately being followed. Um, I guess a third area that we see is that they're asking you know, about this information and how it's stored and what applications are leveraging it. And then they're ultimately asking themselves, gee, if an event occurs, if something like a, a leak or a breach or something occurs, what sort of incident response and crisis management plans do we have in place? And, and all the way through kind of an e-discovery or litigation support. And, and ultimately what they're, they're asking is, um, you know, do they, have they defined their risks properly and are they proactively approaching mitigating them? And uh, this includes whether they've adequately communicated to their uh, um, employees and partners what's expected of them. And this all kind of fits under a, an umbrella that we call a data governance program. But those are the things that we're seeing our clients talk to us about and focus on, independent of the of the industry that they're in, Tom. Now, there's a term I used up front, and I actually borrowed it from a Protivity report, and that term is involuntary transparency. I'd love to get your perspective on how we've arrived at this age of involuntary transparency. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a, a wonderful term, we think, and um, the, the interesting part of it is that organizations are finding themselves to uh, have to be worried and concerned or at least focused on what information they have that they're processing that might you know, be used in um, environments that they had not initially expected or you know, did they have information get out of the... Uh, of the organization, everything from you know confidential information about product development and things like that, sensitive information about um, employees or health records or things like that, or just um, now because of uh, some of this redefinition of uh, sensitivity, you know, are there some things that could be embarrassing for one reason or another um, to the organization? So 
the um, the environment that um, I guess started with uh, supporting whistleblowers, um, which is I think a very uh, positive thing to do, um, is essentially morphing itself into. Uh, gee, we as a company, as an enterprise, as an organization, need to be um, under the assumption that we need to be completely transparent, whether we want to or not, i.e. the phrase involuntary uh, transparency. Um, the interesting, for me anyway, the interesting uh, other side of that is that the, uh, the WikiLeaks approach um, depends completely on anonymity. Um, and is really just uh, obviously the opposite of transparency. So it's uh, the organizations are the ones that have to be focused on what may be an involuntary transparency, if you will. I hope that made sense. It does, and it strikes me that, that for organizations that were used to the world of what happens in the boardroom stays in the boardroom, this really is a wake-up call. And what I'd be curious to hear from you is how organizations are and should be responding to this wake-up call. Yeah, um, so you're right, and, uh, and frankly, there has to be the ability for things uh, to stay in the boardroom, if you will, because that's the way uh, organizations um, operate. And by the information I'm talking about is, you know, gee, what is the next product that we're going to make, or what is our next strategy that we're going to embark on? We need to be able to, as a as an enterprise, have confidence in that um, that confidentiality, um, but. Um, what we uh, have seen the organizations face themselves with in the, in the boardroom, what we have seen the boards focus on is first the understanding that this issue is indeed a C-suite issue to be dealt with, top of the organization for the entire organization. And what they um, have focused on is frankly, this what, what we call the entire data life cycle. Um, they need to make sure they understand what data they have, how they acquired it, or how they uh, um, created it, all the way through its disposal. Very few organizations take that view, Tom, and, and we're seeing that um, some firms are being embarrassed when they find out really what information they've kept, especially when it's also admissible in court. Um, it's expensive and it sometimes uh, complicates management if you do not control the amount of information that you store and, and um, otherwise uh, manage in your in your databases. It by the complication and expense, I'm suggesting that it is more expensive and more complicated when you uh, do not take a full life cycle view of the data and dispose of it when you uh, can and should. Um, organizations are also understanding, frankly, that everybody plays here. Um, this is not an issue that's specific to highly regulated industries. Um, any company that stores employee data, and frankly, who doesn't, um, is susceptible to privacy laws, which is great. Every employee is a citizen of some state. In, in the U.S., you know, over 40 states have some sort of privacy laws. All this making very complex. This is obviously in addition to corporate and trade secrets that organizations have, um, and this confidential communication among colleagues or with business partners you know, in the supply chain or otherwise is now being added to that list of sensitive information. And uh, frankly, what we're, we're seeing then is that this data management, this governance is um, 
very easy to ignore. Um, what most companies had done is focus so much on building a fence around themselves for, you know, with network security, et cetera, that they forgot about what they were trying to protect. And um, organizations that are working through uh, privacy and other compliance issues um, have neglected to look at this issue of information holistically. And what we are working with our clients on is taking a data-centric view of that security, balancing privacy from a regulatory, technical, and legal perspective, and really just working on their enterprise risk. These are the things we call a, a data governance program. Now, we've talked about organizations. I'm curious about consumers. They've got a, you know, so much information that's in the hands of governments, of businesses, financial institutions, even healthcare organizations. What's the risk to the consumer with upcoming or even potential information leaks? Yeah, every um, organization has, in, in the U.S. and in many other countries, have uh, seen over the last several years the... Um, uh, the growth in privacy-related um, regulations or, or uh, let's just say, initiatives. Um, this has not only highlighted the issue, both commercially or at the consumer level, but what also um, within the governments, uh, requiring them to take a much more um, proactive uh, view as to how they handle sensitive information of their consumers. Um, on the other side, the consumer has an expectation that that, that information is being handled uh, properly. It has, uh, you know, provided wonderful things like personalized service and the ability to do, um, you know, interactive commerce, and, uh, especially in these holiday seasons. That's uh, helped a lot of people. But the foundation of this is that the consumer has an expectation that their sensitive information their address, uh, you know, if it's birth dates, things like that, is handled properly. And as they are seeing breaches occur, it is causing them to not only question what information they're sharing with different organizations, which I think is very healthy, but also forcing or causing them to feed back to the companies that they're dealing with not only their expectations of how that information should be uh, handled, but frankly, letting them know that if it's not handled properly, then they'll, uh, you know, work with somebody else who does uh, deal with it that way. It's becoming quite a differentiator for organizations. I got a question for you specific to banks. You know, just a couple of weeks back, just the the threat that Bank of America could be exposed in a, a WikiLeaks revelation uh, sent the the stock price plummeting. How should banking institutions be responding to even the threat of a WikiLeaks type disclosure? So banks in general have focused on uh, the management of their information for quite a long time. Uh, you know, regulation has done that. Uh, we talked about the consumer uh, perspective just a second ago. Um, the uh, So what we are seeing banks do is go back and reviewing the programs and controls they have in place, especially now that they're talking about a redefined um, definition of um, a reoriented definition of what is sensitive information. They're asking themselves whether the metrics and reporting procedures they have that are, you know, kind of signaling to them whether information is being used properly um, are adequate 
and are providing them the information and the timeliness that they need. Um, so what we're seeing the banks really spend their time on is, um, in addition to that foundation that they've built on already for information protection, redefining that uh, what's sensitive and making sure that all the controls are working adequately from access control all the way through um, uh, what information is flowing where. Cal, a final question for you. We've spoken an awful lot about WikiLeaks, but there are dangers that exist beyond this one organization. My question for you is, if you could boil it down, how can organizations be protecting themselves against data breaches such as these? Yeah, um, that's a great question, Tom. Um, And uh, the way I would summarize my view of what organizations need to do to protect themselves in, in this area is ensure that they are going through what we've called a data governance program. That is, are they clear as to what information they've got in their organization? Do they know how they've classified it? You know, what is sensitive, what is not? Um, Have they focused on who has access to that information and are they controlling that properly? Are they um, focused on how that information is stored and where it's stored? In addition, how it's being used. As we had talked earlier, this full life cycle, how is it, are they retaining it properly? Have they, have they kept more than they need to? Or have they got good disposal um, procedures in place? And ultimately, are they taking both a proactive and reactive approach to um, how they will respond to events, either preparing for them um, or uh, indeed then reacting to them? And most important, are they communicating their expectations and training their employees and partners on what is expected of them and the information that's inside um, the, um, the company and, uh, and how it's being leveraged? Well, Cal, thanks so much for your time and your insight today. I appreciate that. Tom, um, thank you. We've been talking with Cal Slemp, Managing Director with Protivity. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.